Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Prudence, in Greek, phronesis, so sometimes translated as practical wisdom, is one of the five intellectual virtues, the mental dispositions that are developed as, as habits, as lasting structures within the human mind or the human soul, that Aristotle discusses in his treatment of them in Nicomachean Ethics Book 6. You'll notice that Aristotle devotes more attention to prudence than he does to any of the other intellectual virtues. And this makes good sense because it is a book that's focused on ethics, and prudence, as it's going to turn out, is not just something valuable for its own sake, the way that, say, wisdom is. It's also absolutely central in Aristotle's conception of ethics and of the good person. So it shares some scope with another one of the intellectual virtues that is technique or art or craft or skill, but it's much more centrally focused on the things that are matters, as he says, of doing, of praxis, rather than just of production. How we behave, you might say, prudence is concerned with. How we prioritize, how we figure things out in our wider life. What kind of lifestyle we prefer. All of these are matters for prudential thinking. So he says that it involves deliberating, blasis, and deliberating well, not poorly, arriving at truth, truth in action, practical truth, right? About what is good or useful. The agathon covers a wide range of good. The useful, the sumferon, is one kind of good. But we can also talk about the noble, the kalon. We can talk about the just or the right, the we can talk about the pleasurable. And the prudent person deliberates well about this entire range of moral values, goodness, justice, pleasure, usefulness, appropriateness. We could add all sorts of other things in. And the things that they apply to and how they figure in for oneself. What is good for oneself, what is useful for oneself. And as Aristotle goes on to say, the prudent person is not just prudent in one aspect of their life. For example, we might think of a business person who really manages their business well, but then they're what we call a hot mess once they get out of their business. Perhaps even after they close. Think about, about business owners who are great while they're on and then after they close they sit there behind the bar and drink with their employees and get snookered and run into all sorts of problems as a result. Some other people are, are good at managing their personal life but not very good in, in their career. Other people are, are good at managing their family relationships but have trouble with friends. We can go on and on and on. This applies particularly well to students who often have a difficult time transitioning from student life where they've managed mastered a bunch of skills that might involve prudence in a limited way, thinking about, well, what do I need to do to get through this semester? How can I, you know, what sort of internship should I do? And then they get out and they're at a loss. And so it's, it's in terms not just of one area of one's life, but one's entire life. The holos, as Aristotle says, meaning the entirety, not just the length of one's life duration, but you might say all of the, the aspects, all of the dimensions of one's life.
A little bit later, because this starts to sound as if the prudent person is just concerned with him or herself, he will he will say that it is a true rational habit, right? So it's a habit hexis. It's true alethes, meaning that it's a truth-attaining property. All of the intellectual virtues are concerned with attaining truth, and this is truth in action, which means truth in what one does and also with what one desires and what one chooses. In any case, it's a true rational habit, concerned with action, practicos in Greek, bearing upon what Aristotle says, what is good or bad, and there he just uses the generic terms agatha and kaka, meaning good or bad in all the different varieties, for human being as such. The term there is actually in the singular, but when he uses anthropos, he doesn't usually just mean individual human being, he means human beings, human being. And a little bit later, when he talks about Heracles, uh, he brings the two of these together. He says that, that what we consider a prudent person is somebody who, who deliberates well, not just for themselves, there it's actually in the plural, for themselves, but also for people in general, people in their society, the people that they're charged with. So it's got a, it's got a double side to it. It's about, you know, how I take care of my own life, but also it involves being able to deliberate well about the human good in general and about other human beings. So for example, who might be somebody who would apply this? Well, if you think about what advising or coaching involves, if you really do have a prudent advisor, they are a person who can deliberate well, not only in their own case, but in your case about the things that matter to you and about what will turn out well or what will turn out badly and what you ought to do. So he says that it involves some skill in reasoning. Interestingly, the terms here are, he talks about a person as being stochasticos katatologismon. This, by the way, is the word that we get stochastics from, which has to do with being able to predict outcomes. Logismon means reasoning, practical reasoning in this case. The part of the soul that this intellectual virtue is seated within is the logismon, part of the soul, the part that engages in thinking things out, in weighing alternatives, in saying, well, if I do this, then what are the consequences or what are the possible outcomes for that? So it does involve some practical reasoning processes, which may be explicit, may be implicit. He says it also does involve some understanding of general principles, the universals, the things that apply across the board. But this is very important. It descends to the level of particulars. As he says in, in this, this passage here, this is in chapter 7, it must take account of particular facts since it's concerned with action, and action deals with particular things. This is why, and this is a great point here, people who are ignorant of general principles are sometimes more successful in action than others who know them. For example, here's one from medicine. Aristotle himself came from a medical family. A man who knows that light meat is easily digested and therefore wholesome, but does not know what kinds of meat are light, that person will not be so likely to restore you to health as a man who merely knows that chicken is wholesome. In other matters, men of experience are more successful than theorists. And so Aristotle says it's needed to have some background with the particulars. He thinks that some of this comes from that 
Other intellectual virtue, which we call intellect or intelligence or understanding, noose, that is concerned with particulars in practical matters. Uh, we also derive our understanding of particulars from, as he says, aesthesis or perception, sense perception. We perceive what is going on in a situation, but prudence has to bring it all together and help the person understand what is actually good or bad in the situation. What is deliberation concerned with? Deliberation is concerned with how we get to ends that we desire, what means we need to select. Prudence is a kind of excellence in selecting the appropriate means to get from point A to point B. So for example, if we want to actually be happy, prudence is necessary in order for us to select the right means for happiness. It may in fact be involved even in our conception of happiness. He also discusses how prudence might be seen as something different than, but actually does encompass, when it's understood in its broad sense, other types of skills, or we call them mental uh, habituses, hexes. Household management, oikonomike. This is the word that we get economics from. If you actually have any sort of resources, you have to manage those, and that often means not only managing those resources, but managing your relationship with everybody else in your household and how they're bringing in and expending and your relation with everybody outside of the household that you have some sort of relations with. The whole field of politics, by this he means, you know, where we're deliberating about, well, what ought we to do? Should we go to war? Should we raise tariffs or not? Should we sentence this person? Legislation also fits in with that. These are all things that the Greeks were quite familiar with and concerned with. In our own time, we might add in things like organizational behavior being a matter for prudence in many respects. There are certain principles. You can get textbooks and study organizational behavior, but the leaders of organizations who are actually successful and create a good organizational culture, they don't do it just according to the textbook. As a matter of fact, the textbooks are often written afterwards trying to make sense out of what these people did that was successful. Quite often, technocratic leaders tend to alienate people and produce cultures that are not particularly successful, let alone cohesive and good places to work. A prudential, a phronetic manager will understand, you know, and weigh the goods that are at play in a given situation against each other. And, and there are no hard and fast rules for how to do this that apply in every case. Phronesis is that habit, that intellectual virtue that supplies us with, not only it coordinates the reasoning process from the particulars, taking all those into account and the general principles, the means to the end, it also helps to guide that entire process as well. And so, you know, if we could reduce it to a science, somebody would have by now, but it can't be. This is absolutely central in Aristotle's conception of ethics. In order to live the good life, in order to be oriented well towards the good life, a person is going to have to cultivate some degree of phronesis. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.